This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. It's Friday, January the 7th. Thank you ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Coming up, you're going to be able to find out how much more you could be paying towards the police in Kent via your council tax bill. Plus, we've got the latest on changes to COVID tests if you want to go on holiday. But first today, a house in Ashford has been taped off by police following a stabbing. Our reporter Alex G is there for the Kent Online podcast. Alex, what happened? Well, this quiet corner of Kennington in Ashford was shaken last night after four men armed with knives burst into a house and attacked its occupants. Two men have been taken to hospital with what are understood to be stab wounds, while a dog who was also at the property is being treated at a vet's. And what's the scene like at the moment? There is a heavy amount of police activity in the area and a significant amount of police tape has been put up around the property to keep onlookers at bay. When the door was opened to let forensic uh, officers both in and out, uh, bloodstains could be seen on the walls of the property. So any word from police on who was hurt and who they're looking for? Not much has been made clear about either the victims or the attackers who are understood to still be at large. However, there was a sign on the door that informed people that an autistic person lived at the property. It is not clear whether that this was the teenage boy who was injured or the man in his 20s. Alex, thank you ever so much. And you can see pictures from the scene of that incident in the story at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. More now on the heartbreaking story that we brought you yesterday following an ambulance crash near Seven Oaks and tributes are being paid to a 21-year-old paramedic who died when the vehicle collided with a cement lorry on the A21. Alice Clark from Newington near Sittingbourne had only started working for South East Coast Ambulance in November. Her parents have issued this tribute. Alice was so excited to qualify as a paramedic and looked forward to every shift. She was a beautiful, kind, fun, loving daughter, sister and granddaughter. She loved to travel and anyone who met her loved her. She'll be missed more than words can say by family and friends. We would ask for privacy at this very sad and tragic time for us. A statement has also been released by Giovanna Matza, who's the manager of the Paddockwood operating unit where Alice was based. Although she'd only been with us for a short time, Alice was already very much part of our ambulance family and will be remembered as a kind and dedicated paramedic. She'll be deeply and sadly missed by her colleagues and we're sending our love and prayers to her family and friends during this horrendous time. Three other people were also injured in the crash on Wednesday night. Officers searching for a man who went missing near Tunbridge Wells say they found a body. 60-year-old Michael English disappeared on Wednesday evening after leaving his home in Horsman Den. Formal identification is yet to take place, but his family have been told. The body was found near Furnace Lane in the village this morning and the death is not being treated as suspicious. An Ashford man who forced his partner into prostitution has been jailed for more than two years. 38-year-old Matthew Case, who used to live on Samuel Pito Way, punched the woman in the face after she refused before setting up a web page offering her services against her will. The court heard his actions were part of four years of physical and emotional abuse. He was also handed a lifelong restraining order. A van driver who tried to smuggle more than £16 million worth of drugs through Dover has been locked up for 10 years. Border Force found 183 kilos of cocaine and heroin among boxes of catering 
catering supplies when they searched the 26-year-old's vehicle in September. The Kent Online Podcast with Ballin Maidstone. Now, it's hoped changes to COVID testing rules for anyone travelling to the UK will be a boost for Kent's ferry operators. Fully vaccinated passengers no longer have to take a test before leaving to travel here. Chris Parker is from DFDS, which runs crossings from Dover to France. Chris, thanks ever so much for being on the podcast today. Firstly, can you update us fully on the new rules then? Yeah, of course. And the uh, the rules have been changing with uh, dizzying frequency, I think, over the last uh, 12 months. So it, it's hard for everybody to keep up. Uh, what we've basically seen over the last uh, uh, couple of days is that the, the rule changes that were brought in at the end of last year to, to cope with Omicron have effectively been uh, wound back. So now uh, there is no need for passengers to uh, take a pre-departure test before arriving in the UK, which is great news. Um, and that came into effect this morning. Uh, I think our, our service from Calais, which arrived at 0405, uh, was the very first uh, inbound uh, vessel or flight into the UK under the new rules, which was, which was nice. Not many passengers on board, unfortunately, but you know it, it, we are talking about progress. And, and from Sunday, uh, the rules are changing in terms of the day two testing. So rather than a PCR test then it is a lateral flow test that uh, that passengers um, uh, need to take and they do not need to quarantine whilst they wait for the results which is again very very positive if um, they are positive um, then they do need to get a PCR test as a follow-up but that's an NHS PCR test and the reason for that is that the uh, the NHS and the government really want to make sure that they're, che- they're checking for any variants um, which which may arise um, of, of the virus so there's a difference between the, the domestic and the international rules now if, if you test positive with a lateral flow you don't have to get a PCR test if you're in the UK but if you're traveling into the UK I'm afraid you do. So there's still some things for travellers to check, but generally this is going to make things an awful lot cheaper, isn't it? Because I think other than restrictions that were put in place as to where we could travel to, it's it was costing an awful lot more as well. Yeah, we're very conscious of that. I mean, our customers, uh, you know, we're facing quite hefty bills. I mean, if you're a family of four and you're having to to pay, you know, 70, 80 pounds for a uh, for a PCR test for each person, that's that's pretty expensive. The the lateral flow tests are much, much cheaper. So, yeah, it, it's good news for passengers um, and, and it, it will definitely, I think, just to ignite a bit more interest in travel. However, there are still restrictions in place for anyone from here wanting to cross the Channel to France. It's hoped that will be reviewed next week. Meantime, latest figures show nearly 30,000 people tested positive for coronavirus in Kent in the last week of December. Cases went up by more than 150% last month as the Omicron variant spread. The number of COVID patients in hospital in the county also increased from 168 to 279, but deaths remained remain relatively low. Two men have been arrested following a carjacking which led to a police chase in Medway. The two victims were attacked before having their vehicle stolen in Columbine Road on Wednesday night. The car then crashed into a wall on Chatham Hill while officers were following it. A 29 and 31-year-old were taken to hospital and are now in custody. Police are hunting vandals who destroyed children's playground equipment after setting it alight in Gravesend. Firefighters put out the flames in Windmill Hill Park on Wednesday evening and it's being treated as arson. At Kent Online, you can see an image showing the burnt-out facilities. A driver's been arrested after crashing into a pub garden near Gravesend. The vehicle hit seven cars before ploughing into a flower bed outside ye old coach and horses in Northfleet. He was taken into custody after failing a drink drive test and drug swipe at the 
scene. Kent Online reports. We're being asked what we think about paying an extra £10 a year towards policing in Kent. It would be via our council tax and would fund an additional 185 officers, improvements to stations in the county and a digital evidence system. The Police and Crime Commissioner has revealed details of his budget, which he says will make the force fit for the future. Matthew Scott has been speaking to Ish. Working with the government and the support of local council taxpayers, we are hoping to recruit another 195 more police officers for Kent next year. That will go into a mixture of organised crime roles, visible policing, uh, vulnerability and public contact. In addition, for the uh, ask on the council tax, which works out about 84 pence per month, uh, we'll be able to upgrade some local police stations uh, and introduce digital evidence systems so people can upload dash cam footage more easily. So we've listened to uh, what residents want. Um, Unfortunately, it does mean, though, that we have to ask for a, a small contribution uh, increase in the council tax this year. Yeah, I mean, £10 as a whole may not sound like a lot on, on its own, but we know, of course, cost of living is going up, bills going up, um, inflation's dramatically gone up recently. For a low-income family in particular, we know council tax as a whole isn't cheap. What would you say to them? I absolutely understand the pressures which many people are facing at the moment. Um, I've, I acknowledge that and you know, I wouldn't be asking for this increase unless I believed it was absolutely necessary uh, for policing to carry on as it is. And we make sure that when we ask for these council tax rises that we're doing everything we can behind the scenes to make sure that the money is being spent correctly. Because at the end of the day, there is no such thing as government money, it's all public money. So we will see an increase in police officers uh, for that. And it will help us deal with some of the challenges that policing will too experience with regards to uh, inflation, uh, bills increasing that we have to pay as well. So overall, I think it represents a fair deal. Can you just talk about when you were coming up with this, what was your thinking process? How has, say, this budget evolved from what we've seen in previous years? Well, the driving factors behind this budget have been the responses to different challenges we've experienced in policing over the last two years. Challenges which many other people have experienced too. Uh, the pandemic has come at a cost uh, to policing and we've had to pay for different uh, materials like PPE, much of which we've had funding back for, but in some circumstances we haven't. Uh, we've had to look at um, the way we do business. We've had to look at um, the fact that people aren't leaving in the way that they used to. Our vacancy rates are very, very low. Uh, normally we would have a slightly higher vacancy rate, which helped us in the longer term with the management of our finances. Those options aren't there anymore. Um, so we have to be think differently and we have to do things differently. Um, my previous plans for this budget would, would have been very different had the pandemic not happened, but it has, and we, that's the reality. Um, so again, we, we look for balance. My, my ask to the force is never assume I'm always going to do the maximum. Never assume that you have a right to public money. Um, but balance that off with what do we need to balance the books for next year and what extra can we give council taxpayers? The budget will be voted on on February the 2nd. This is one of our most read stories on the site today. A cattery near Gravesend that's been open for nearly 30 years could be forced to shut down. Inspectors found cats being illegally boarded at Barnside Boarding Cattery in Mepham, plus issues with paperwork. Owner Lynn Bull is urging bosses to reconsider, saying the problems have been dealt with. Gravesend Council won't comment while 
an appeal is going through. At Kent Online today, you can see a controversial new piece of artwork, which has been unveiled at a development in Ashford, but described as looking like dog mess. It's one of several pieces which will be installed at the Conningbrook Lakes estate. Bosses say they hope the art will connect the community with their idyllic surroundings. We can let us know what you think by leaving a comment on the story. Families in Kent could soon have to pay an extra £80 for a school bus pass. The county councillor considering raising the annual cost of a travel saver pass by 20% in September, as despite promising a 5% cap back in 2015. They say the income is needed to help balance the books during intensely challenging circumstances caused by COVID. Now it's feared plans to build public toilets and a refreshment kiosk in a village near Canterbury could be a waste of money. Bosses are hoping proposals for Sturry Recreation Ground will make it more of a community space, but residents are worried about vandalism with reports of antisocial behaviour. And the historic Medway Queen paddle steamer has returned to the towns today following a £30,000 renovation. The boat helped rescue thousands of soldiers during the evacuation of Dunkirk in the Second World War. It spent six months in Ramsgate being repainted and restored and has been welcomed back at Gillingham Pier. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham will be hoping for some much needed points at the weekend when they host Ipswich Town. The Jills are currently in the League One relegation zone after a series of injuries and COVID cases in the squad. The sides had initially been due to meet on Boxing Day, but it had to be postponed. We've been catching up with manager Steve Evans. I think the experienced players know we're in a scrap. I think anyone who oh, I've heard other managers speak in the last week and, and they're in that bottom zone where we are in in different leagues, not just our league, and they're saying there's no issues. Well, we have issues. We're in the bottom zone. So we, we have to address those. Um, we know there's been imbalance of games. Because of the games that's been off it, because of COVID, um, they tend to have been big home games for us, games that we think we should be looking after. And we went through that five or six week period. We were playing teams around us. And I said it earlier, I said it in the beginning of December. Teams were in November. Teams thought it was Christmas then because we were turning up where half an academy team. So from that point of view, those that, that's hopefully gone now. I'm touching Woody as I speak, but hopefully that's gone now. We're getting an experienced group back and that experienced group will win matches. Now, whether it's immediate, because it's a real immediate is tomorrow and tomorrow's Ipswich Town and here comes David and Goliath. That's where we are um, in respect of everything. And I know that I've listened to the new managers. I don't know him, but I've listened to his words and watched his words carefully. And he talks a bit. It's... He could, he could pick a bench from 17 players. Um, it would have been nice to have 11 players at one point, never mind 17 for the bench. But that's the strength of Ipswich, and they'll be a real formidable opponent. It's a great club, they'll be backed by tremendous support, and that's why I've, I've said to the, to the Gillingham supporters, we need you now, we need you in the battle. And they've always been here at this club when the, when the club has needed them to stand in the battle. So we need them with us. Ipswich are 11 places above the Jills in the table. Kick-off tomorrow is at three and you'll be able to follow the match action at Kent Online. On to cricket and England have finished day three of their fourth Ashes test on 258 for seven. Kent Zach Crawley scored 18 before being bowled out in Sydney. They're trailing Australia by 158 and have already lost the five-match series. Meantime, Kent's Sam Billings has been called up 
to the England squad for the fifth Ashes Test. He's been playing in the Australian League and will have to isolate before joining up with his national teammates. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do it, head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.